What up, Rinku Army, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Square Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Marie Shadows, and on this episode, we're going to go over what we know this far regarding night one and night two of Wrestling Dontaku. Wrestling Dontaku is going to be taking place on May 3rd and May 4th. Depending on the time frame from now to May 3rd or even a little bit before that, this episode might get updated and you might get a brand new episode talking about more matches because the match card is matches that have been made that we know that were going to happen in the near future. So let's go over the match card for night one, which happens on May 3rd for Wrestling Dontaku 2021. We have our very first singles match, which is Tungaloa taking on Zack Zaber Jr. The only reason why this is happening is because Zack Zaber Jr. got the pin over over Tungaloa during the Soccer Genesis six man tag match that happened between Zack Zaber Jr., Doki, and Tai Chi taking on Loa, Tama, and Jado. And so during the backstage comments of Tungaloa, he said that Zack Sabre Jr. did not beat him and he does not believe that the team of Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi, who go by Dangerous Techers, deserve another shot at G.O.D.'s Tag Team Championships. I've said in the previous podcast episodes, I think that they don't deserve another title shot. I want to see something fresh and something new and a new tag team to go against G.O.D., but since we're here, let's just talk about this whole storyline. I've also mentioned in the previous podcast episodes that Zack Zaber Jr. for a while was, I guess, trying to find himself because that's what it felt like. He was put in the New Japan Cup after saying in his backstage comments that both him and Tai Chi will be taking a little bit of a tag team break once Tai Chi got the Iron Fingers back and used it against G.O.D., at Castle Attack, night one during their tag match and got Dangerous Techers disqualified. And so, Zack Sabre Jr. was in the New Japan Cup, did not go to the finals, almost got beaten by Gabriel Kidd. And now we are back here where it's Zack Sabre Jr. teaming up again with Tai Chi, wanting another chance at those tag titles. And then the only way to get that is if Zack Sabre Jr. beats Tungaloa in this singles match. At Dantaku, they will be granted a shot at those tag team championships. I know it's a lot to take in if you haven't been watching it from the beginning of this year. But don't worry, I got you covered. That is why the Square Circle podcast is here. I would like to say that I do enjoy this matchup of having Zack Sabre Jr. taking on Tungaloa. Whenever they fight one-on-one in the tag matches... There's something special about both of them. It's a different opponent for Zack Sabre Jr. to conquer because we all know that Zack Sabre Jr. is definitely one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. There is no doubt about that. There is no debate about that. Zack Sabre Jr. is second to none, and he could definitely dissect you in a matter of seconds. Even if Will Ospreay had mentioned that he's going soft, because usually Zack Sabre Jr. would just finish off matches, bam, call it a day, and that's it. However, Zack Sabre Jr. has to work a little bit harder when he's going against Tungaloa. Tungaloa has all this power and strength behind the moves that he does and how Loa commands the ring 
most of the time. And that's something for Zack Zabel Jr. to try to get over. And he has in the past gotten over Tungaloa, but there's not that much energy left when Zack Zabel Jr. does it. So Zack Zabel Jr. is definitely going to have to try to pull an upset if he truly wants another shot at those tag team titles. And at this point... And at this point, the story that needs to be told in this match is that Tungaloa is going to be the gatekeeper to not allow Zack Zaber Jr. and Tai Chi a chance at those IWGP Tag Team Championships that G.O.D. currently holds. And G.O.D. will have to be looking for new challengers that will be a challenge for them. With all puns intended. So this match should be told in the narrative of Tungaloa's strength is going to keep Zack Zaber Jr.'s swift and cunning technical skills at bay. So that way G.O.D. cannot have that match against them. As for who's winning this match and my prediction for it, it's definitely going to have to be Tungaloa. I know Zack Zaber Jr. has all the skill in the world and I'm not denying him any of it because I know at any point in this match, all it takes is three seconds to have your opponent's shoulders pinned to the mat or even submitted. And Zack Zaber Jr. is good at thinking outside the box. However, I personally do not want another Dangerous Techers versus G.O.D. for the IWGP Tag Team Championships. I think that story has sailed and we need somebody new to go against G.O.D. Which tag team? I'm not entirely sure just yet, but I just don't want it to be a repeat if I'm not going to get anything new to be invested in watching possibly one of the top two teams that there are right now. For the tag division, the junior tag division is saturated with a bunch of good talent that I could be like, hey, let's sub out this team for the other team. As far as the heavyweight tag team division goes, I can't really do that. I have to sit down and be like, hey, what tag teams are there? Like, what can we do to see who could face G.O.D. next? I just think that Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi are not the best for chemistry wise when it comes to a tag team they tried and you know other fans might disagree with me and that's okay and those two personally might disagree with me and that's okay but that's just how it's being presented on the surface level when I watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. Of course, I want every wrestler to succeed. And of course, I want every wrestler to take all the opportunities that they are given and that they can make. But how many times are we going to be telling the dangerous techers with the Iron Fingers storyline with G.O.D.? When is G.O.D. going to get some new tag teams in front of them that's all I want so this is why I'm so heavy on Tungaloa being the quote-unquote gatekeeper of this match so that way Dangerous Techers does not get that next opportunity to face them for the championship titles again because think about it like this if Zack Zaber Jr. manages to get a victory over Tungaloa and that grants them the championship title match. 
if they do not win at a future date when this match is going to happen, then what was the point of everything? What was the point of the whole chase? What was the point of Tamatanga getting into Tai Chi's head about those iron fingers? What is the point of Tungaloa getting beaten by Zack Sabre Jr. and then beaten again in order to have this tag match only for god to retain at a super future later date for this match to happen would have been the payoff if we are not crowned new iwgp tag team champions if zack zaber jr gets the upset over tungaloa like that's stuff that you have to think about especially when we're doing this type of story where it's like you're not giving a fan like myself and fans in general, anything new to add on to the story layers. So that's my only concern that if Zack Zaber Jr. wins, will the payoff be we get new tag team champions? If we do not get new tag team champions, then what is the point of this whole story? It was fun in the beginning. It was cool. I was along for the ride, but I need some new layers. I need some new creativity, something different to grab my attention. So that way I can explain to everyone who listens to this podcast episode why this match is important, why you should pay attention to this match and everything that goes in it. As you guys know, I love telling stories on the podcast. I love breaking down these matches and explaining why in great detail that these two wrestlers deserve your attention, your support and emotional investment into the story. Because most of the time, the stories make the wrestlers and vice versa. The wrestlers also make the story as well. But if the story is not going anywhere and you're not motivated to want to talk about it because there's nothing new or exciting that will pull you in, then what was the payoff in the beginning of everything? You know, everything in wrestling should have a payoff. Whatever you do in wrestling should have a payoff. This match here for Night one of Dantaku should have a payoff, whether that is Zack Zaber Jr. winning or Zack Zaber Jr. losing. There should be a payoff at the end of this. And I hope that after this, we get something new for G.O.D. We get something new for Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi. So again, my pick is definitely going to be Tungaloa. Getting the victory over Zack Zaber Jr. Our next match on the card for night one, May 3rd for Dantaku, is going to be a ladder match. This is the second time in New Japan Pro Wrestling's history that they will have a ladder match. And it's going to be Tamatanga taking on Tai Chi for the Iron Fingers. The Iron Fingers are going to be suspended above the ring and someone's going to have to climb the ladder and get the Iron Fingers. And someone on Twitter already made the joke that it's going to be the custody battle of the Iron Fingers. Wrestling Twitter, man. Wrestling Twitter could be a curse and a blessing. That was a blessing of a meme to put on social media. Anyway. 
I honestly thought that this story was going to be done at Castle Attack when Taichi got the Iron Fingers back, but it seems not the case. We keep going with the same stories and we keep going with the same layers with nothing really new to it. The only difference for this is that we get a ladder match and I get to experience what it feels like to watch a ladder match in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I've seen these guys use tables and ladders at times, but never really like a ladder match. I know it's not going to compare to what we see here in the States. It's going to be totally different with a different experience and a different aura to it. And these two guys, I really do hope that after this, we get something new and that we lay the iron fingers to rest. This might be the call to ending the iron fingers, even though the iron fingers was given to Tai Chi by Takashi Izuka after he retired. So I don't know. I just know that whoever gets the iron fingers in this match should definitely be the end of everything, the end of this story, so we can move on and have Tamatanga face more worthy opponents than Tai Chi and Zack Zaber Jr. Not to discredit Zack Zaber Jr. at all. Zack Zaber Jr. being on his own could definitely be a force to be reckoned with. But I honestly believe that Tai Chi is the dead weight that's bringing Zack Zaber Jr. down from achieving his full potential in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's been in New Japan Pro Wrestling for years, and I feel like he's still been in the same box as when he first started. You look at a Will Ospreay that has surpassed Zack Sabre Jr. It's a little weird in the conversation. You would think that Zack Sabre Jr. and Will Ospreay would definitely be on the same level like they once were years ago. But currently right now, Ospreay is ahead of Zack Sabre Jr. It's the same way when we talk about that Jay White is ahead of David Finley, even though David Finley got that upset victory over Jay White during the New Japan Cup. But it's the same conversation. Two of the best and one is further than the other. That's the same thing that I see here with Tamatanga and Tai Chi. Tai Chi definitely has a lot of years of experience under his belt. So does Tamatanga. But again, the conversation is Tamatanga is definitely better than Tai Chi. And I hope that for this ladder match, we get Tamatanga taking those iron fingers and ending this story that we have here. And now we get to the main event that's going to be happening on Dantaku for night one, May 3rd. It is finally happening. Jay White always gets what Jay White wants. And Jay White has baited Tanahashi into giving him what he wants. And for the past couple of weeks, Jay White has been trying to get Tanahashi to give him that match for the Never Openweight Championship title. And it happened during Sakura Genesis. While Tanahashi and Kojima picked up the victory in their tag match against Jay White and Bad Luck Fale, Tanahashi decided to put Jay White in his Texas Cloverleaf. And while we all saw what happened, Jay White tapping, and this confirmed to Tanahashi that Tanahashi can beat Jay White because Jay White 
tapped out in order to have that pridefulness of Tanahashi to come out and finally tell Jay, I accept your challenge and we will be fighting for the never openweight championship title. Tanahashi has said in his past backstage comments that the reason why he does not wear that never openweight championship around his waist is because he needs to show the dedication that he has to that title first, meaning he has to beat the very best of the best of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And Jay White is in that conversation of being one of the best on the roster. And... The more that Tanahashi fights the best of the best of the roster, then he could definitely wear it around his waist. Currently, he holds it on his shoulder. And that's going to be the end of his reign because we all know that Jay White is going to take the belt off of Tanahashi. I feel it. Everyone else feels it. They better not switch up the damn booking when I post this. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, Tanahashi's going to keep it. No, give it to Jay White. Jay White needs some type of championship around him, even though he really doesn't. He's great whether he's a champion or not. But the fact that he lost to Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom and then he was on a journey with G.O.D. to take the six-man never open weight tag team championships off of Ishigoto and Yoshihashi and that never happened that would have been a really great accolade to add to his impressive resume along with G.O.D. and then Jay White was put in the New Japan Cup and he falls to David Finley which was one hell of a match I did not see the outcome coming as you guys know if you guys want to head back into the catalog and listen to my review on that and then after that, he's put in a program with Tanahashi to get the Never Openweight Championship belt because he wants to be the best and he wants to be the first ever quadruple crown champion. So with everything that has happened to Jay White and his journey of trying to restore his destino, which we all know his end goal is definitely to be champion especially holding that IWGP World Heavyweight Championship title. And in addition to Bullet Club somehow always being booked to lose in the weirdest way, where I know fans really don't remember how they lose, but because I review it, I sort of remember how they lose. You know, it's just a little bit of a a toll being taken on everything and story-wise and like I said in the beginning of the podcast that sometimes when wrestlers go on a journey to achieve their goals there has to be a payoff and I know that this is very slow storytelling and I'm not asking for it to be sped up I'm just asking for it to be making sense for the characters that we see on New Japan Pro Wrestling Jay White is very methodical in the way that he approaches how to get somebody to do what he wants. He's very good at that. He's also very good at making do on the promises that he tells the fans in the backstage comments, even though sometimes he doesn't have to tell us everything. But you do know that at some point, whatever Jay White says, it happens and thus becomes champion or he tells you guys that he will defeat the pieces that has 
got out of place in his puzzle that he's trying to complete. I just honestly hope that there is some payoff for Jay White when he faces Tanahashi on May 3rd for Dantaku. And you guys definitely know that my prediction is definitely going to be Jay White being our new never open weight champion on night one of Dantaku. All right, let's talk about Dantaku night two, which happens on May 4th and what we know so far. For right now, for night two, we have only two scheduled matches. The first one is going to be Yo taking on El Desperado for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship title. Yo came back and was looking great in his match at Soccer Genesis, where him and Sho became our new IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions, taking it off of El Desperado and Yoshinobu. However, this one-on-one match on Dantaku for night two is a little bit different. Yo wanted this match against El Desperado. I'm guessing this is going to be his way of trying to prove himself and to prove his knee because he did have to take nine months off to recover from an ACL injury in his knee. And then coming back at Soccer Genesis, he looked really good. And fighting against El Desperado on Dantaku is definitely going to put a strain on his knee. And we're going to see how far he can definitely go in the match. I do not think that they're going to give Yo the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. It looks good on El Desperado. And I love that El Desperado is a fighting champion and will give anyone an opportunity, especially someone like Yo, who just came back and took the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships off of El Desperado and Yoshinobu. Yo has everything to prove. While Desperado really doesn't. Desperado just has to keep his championship title. Yo has everything to prove for himself and show and to the fans to let them know that not only is his knee good, but he came back in top condition and he's ready to be in the spotlight and be the top guy along as being the top tag team of the junior division of New Japan Pro Wrestling. So this is going to be one interesting matchup and it's definitely going to be either match of the month or match of the year. So for my prediction, which I probably already have mentioned it, like I said, I really don't think they're going to give Yo the championship title. So I really do think that El Desperado will be keeping his IWGP junior heavyweight championship And then when we get to wrestling Sasuma Nokuni in Kagoshima, it is definitely going to be a rematch. El Desperado and Yoshinobu will be taking on Rapungi 3K, which is Sho and Yo for those IWGP Junior Tag Team Championships. And now let's talk about the main event because we all know that our new champion, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Will Ospreay, will definitely be the main event for night two, May 4th of Dantaku. Both Will Ospreay and Shingo will be headlining Dantaku. So this was an interesting matchup. At the end of Soccer Genesis, when Will Ospreay slayed the self-proclaimed god of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Kota Ibushi, he automatically called out Okada. He wanted to right the wrong that Okada gave him 
a loss during night one of Wrestle Kingdom at Tokyo Dome. So Will Ospreay is coming for revenge and automatically gave Okada the first shot at trying to take the IWGP Heavyweight Championship title off of him. And, you know, it was a little bit scary to experience and feel because you can see the killer instinct in Will Ospreay's eyes as he calls out Okada for this unexpected, to say the least, call out to give him the first title shot. And right then, I knew that this wasn't the same Osprey that we all saw growing up in front of our eyes in his career as a professional wrestler, this is a different Will Ospreay. This is a man that will probably kill on site to make sure that everything is intact. Everyone knows that he is the top guy and that no one could get a one up on him. He has become smarter in his wrestling. He has become smarter in his manipulation and the most dangerous talent that he has is that Will Ospreay doesn't hide behind a fancy gimmick. Will Ospreay doesn't hide behind anything. He is in your face and he is truthful. And that's dangerous more than anything else. He does what he says and he does whatever he wants. That's how he got the championship off of Kota Ibushi. He was way prepared for that match than Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi was nowhere near prepared as Osprey. And this is why we have Will Osprey as our champion now. And to call out Okada, who has been one of the best and New Japan's loyal wrestlers with them is definitely a testament to Will Ospreay does what he wants. Will Ospreay is going to right the wrongs that has ever been dealt to him in his career. And that was definitely a big blow, losing to Okada at Wrestle Kingdom night one in the Tokyo Dome. So it only makes sense to go after those that have wronged you to defeat them and let them know that that would be the only time that that happens that was the only fluke that has ever happened and so that is what we were going to get until Shingo decides to come out and stop this and basically says that why does Okada get to have the first shot when Okada lost in the first round of the New Japan Cup and Okada lost to Shingo in the first round of the New Japan Cup. And Shingo went all the way to the finals to face Osprey to see who was going to challenge Kota Ibushi for that championship title. Shingo did come up short, thus Osprey winning and going on to defeat Kota Ibushi. So Shingo has... An amazing case to make against Osprey as to why Shingo should get the first shot and not Okada. And Okada didn't mind. In his silence, he already gave his answer. And so will Osprey accept. So for Dantaku, night to May 4th, we're definitely going to be getting Osprey versus Shingo for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship title. And this will be its first defense under Will Ospreay, under the United Empire. And you might have to think that the United Empire might be at Will Ospreay's side for this match. So around the ring, we will probably be seeing Jeff Cobb, Aaron Hanare, and the Great Okan if they are not scheduled for Dantaku. 
And for the record, Dantaku sold out within 24 hours. That is what you're supposed to do with big names that are going to be carrying the company. Big names like Shingo, Osprey, Tanahashi, Jay White, and everyone else who's going to be on the card. It is a team effort to get that done. And congratulations to New Japan Pro Wrestling for selling out Dantaku within 24 hours. And the main event is going to be one hell of a match. I am predicting that it is going to be match of the year. Will Ospreay versus Shingo. As for my prediction on who's going to win that main event match, it is definitely going to be Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay will retain his IWGP World Heavyweight Championship title against Shingo. As much as I would like to see what Shingo does as champion, there is too much story here between Will Ospreay and Okada. And I would definitely love to see Will Ospreay defend that championship title against Jay White. And I would definitely love to see him defend that title against Drew McIntyre, one of the guys he called out during his press conference. That's right. I would definitely love to see that. Drew McIntyre versus Will Ospreay. There's a lot more fantasy matches that I like to see Will Ospreay in, but I can't think of them right now. The top two would definitely be Will Ospreay versus Drew McIntyre and Will Ospreay versus Jay White. Because we all know that Jay White needs to hold that IWGP World Heavyweight Championship title. Just throwing it out there into the universe. That's all. So, ladies and gentlemen, and Rinku Army, thank you for tuning in to the Square Circle podcast with your host, Marie Shadows, to hear me talk about the Dantaku match card of night one on May 3rd and night two of May 4th. Seriously, guys, get yourself a New Japan Pro Wrestling subscription head over to njpwworld.com and sign up for one so that way when i go over new japan pro wrestling matches and previews you guys know exactly what's happening even though i can catch you up on stories and all that but it's a team effort it's a family effort and it will make your experience a little bit more enjoyable i don't know let me know in any type of comments, which, by the way, this podcast episode will be up on anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast. You could definitely leave me your comment there as well. If you're on Twitter, find me at Marie underscore shadows and we could talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling all day, every day. And if you guys want to take it a step further, head over to www.ravagelands.com. That is R-A-V-A-G-E-L-A-N-D-S dot com. Help support wrestling, writing, and gaming content creation over there. You are more than welcome to sign up to the newsletter and become a member. We're going to be rolling out some exclusive stuff for members only. I just have to figure out what it is because it is just me working on this website and doing all the behind the scenes stuff. So if you guys want to support me and this podcast and all content creation, head over to www.ravagelands.com. It would be greatly appreciated to see you there and to say hi. As always, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to an episode of the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows. And I'll see you guys on the next one.